Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Have your company for On The Pace on this Thursday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. Plenty to discuss. Two meetings today in New South Wales. Hopefully with the weather hanging around, we'll be crossing our fingers that we can get through both Tamworth and Penrith today. And we also have one eye on that great card of racing out of Melton on Saturday night with 11 features, four of them at Group 1 level. We had Bathurst race last night and we spoke to Doug Hewitt yesterday morning around Rip and also his chances last night. It was a card really dominated by two names, Nathan Turnbull and Jack Brown. They both had trebles, Nathan training and driving three winners including uh, in the middle of them with his star two-year-old better be the best grabbing his 600th career driving victory. So no doubt a milestone there. And Jack Brown getting a treble as well, including aboard Don Boston at 13 years of age. He was able to snare another victory. He's 43rd in his career and his first in uh, quite some time as well. He didn't win a race last season and this is his first win this season. So he was able to break a bit of a run of outs, Don, and it was great to see. I'm just looking now. His last victory came in March of 2022. I should say March of 2020. So uh, over two and a half years between wins, but he managed to get the job done last night as part of three winners for Jack Brown. We also had trials yesterday at Menangle and quite an important trialing session as well, despite the weather and no doubt the track not being at its premium. Majestic Cruiser won the open class trial, 52 and 226 and 7, defeating Firefox. So we can start thinking about these open class horses for the Len Smith Mile uh, in three weeks from tomorrow. Steno, she was able to tick over nicely in a trial for with a second and peaceful, her stablemate. She's on target towards the Breeders' Challenge semifinals for her division next Saturday night. She clocked 153 and 8. We also have the Eureka, uh, the Tab Eureka slot announcements yesterday. So the 10 slot holders have be, been confirmed. And I'll quickly run through them. If you missed them on last night's edition of In the Gid, Tab Corp, Wayne Loder, we know Wayne as having several really nice young horses at the present time. Jewel Melody, Ripper, just two of them. Cordina Racing, who have been big supporters of harness racing, both from a sponsorship and also owning perspective for a long time. Kevin and Kay Seymour from Queensland, uh, their involvement has been over many years as well. And Leap to Fame looks the obvious choice at this point for their slot. Danny Zavitsanos, who's been uh, a great contributor to Victorian harness racing in particular, but he's had... Uh, a stack of really nice young horses. He'll have Mac Dan go around in the Vic Cup on Saturday night. Taz Racing as well. So we'll expect to see a Tasmanian influence in the first running or the first three runnings of the Tab Eureka. Soho Standardbreds and Rob Watson. We know Rob's prefix well with the Soho horses. Aaron Bain Racing and Summit Bloodstock have really burst onto the scene in the last few years with their uh, syndication and, and ownership model. So I'm hearing they've got some uh, pretty cool ideas on how they're going to go about their slot racing Queensland also getting involved as is John Singleton so they are the 10 slot holders for the first three runnings of the Tab Eureka the richest harness race in the world at 2.1 million dollars in September of next year let's focus in on tonight's racing uh, as well as a look ahead to that Melton card in only a few days from now as Jack Callaghan will play a part in both and he's our guest for on the pace this morning good morning Jack thanks for your time no worries, Brett. Thanks for having me. Let's chat about Melton first because you're making your way south this Saturday night to partner up with two runners in 
two Group 1 races. I'd been watching the fields for the Vic Cup uh, since they were released on Tuesday and the barrier draw after Monday night. Max Shard had, uh, I think you were on, then Scott Phelan was on, then you were back on again. So uh, either way, you're there. The drivers have changed. So you've got a Vic Cup drive this year. Yeah, pretty exciting to be able to go down and compete in one of Victoria's primary races. So I know a little bit of confusion which way I was going to go on the weekend, but um, it's all set in stone now and I'll be in Melbourne. You must have fond memories of your trip to, or your trips to Victoria earlier this year because you had a great time with Spirit of St. Louis. I guess this time around you're driving one of the outsiders in, in the big race, but what have you made of Max Shard's two runs this time in? Uh, his first run was really good, pretty. He probably, um, you know, probably could have capitalised a bit better off the trip, but in saying that, he was first up for a fair while, so he was definitely a pass mark. And then uh, last week, he was kind of in a good spot um, off a slow first half, and then once they sprinted, he got a flat tyre, so that kind of put his chance to the outside. You know, a little bit hard to take, on what that run would have been, but Luke said he was travelling really good up until that point. So, um, you know, obviously he's got a bad barrier on Saturday, so he'll probably need a lot of luck, but just good to be in the race. He's proven himself at this level. I thought his Black fake run going back to winter was excellent, and he's an open-class Group 1 winner here in Australia as well. How does, you would have no doubt had a, a look at, this Saturday night's feature and you'll have more of a, a peruse of the form between now and then as well. But I guess things are taken out of your hands somewhat with the barrier draw. You'll have to be driving for that luck. But how does that front line shape up in your opinion? You know expensive ego well, he's the current favourite, but then you've got better eclipse drawn one. Rock and roll do couldn't have been more impressive recently. Drawn in well will be three should the emergency not be required and then horses like Honolulu Bay and like a wildfire, drawn out a little wider as well with Torrid Saint. So you would have an idea of the speed map in your head. How do you think it plays out? I think Ego's got enough speed to hold the outside one, so that would probably you know, push him forward onto the front, you'd think. Uh, better Eclipse would be happy to sit on a horse like him, so um, I can see, definitely see Ego in front and better Eclipse on his back. That will probably make them to the ones to beat. All right, that's the $300,000 Grand Circuit event on Saturday night. You've also got a drive in the Oaks, Emma Stewart, with seven representatives. So she would have been looking for a suitable driver for a few of her charges. And how did the driver board Soho Historia come up? Because I can't see the boss with the drive, so you've managed to sneak one there. Yeah, not really too sure. Um how that come, I, I guess um, the owners, Summit uh, Bloodstock and Aramane Racing, I've still a lot of driving for them and I've had plenty of success, so uh, I'd say that'd be a factor in it. What about this filly? She was second in her heat last week. You would have seen that, but you also would have watched her performance in the Queensland Oaks earlier this year. You were a part of the race and she was sensational on that occasion, so that must excite you if she can reproduce something like that. Yeah, if she can put in a run like that, Bruce, she'll definitely take a lot of beating. She, she was ultra-impressive that day and kind of has been since she's joined Emma and Clayton's team. You know, 
last weekend in the heat was the first time she's been beaten and it was by a horse who yeah, had a soft trip up the sprint lane so uh, she's in great form and um, always good to drive for a powerful camp like Yeah, what is it like driving for Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin? Because you have had a few drives for them in the past and you know when you jump aboard and they hand you the reins, you're on a quality animal. So is it just as much exciting driving in an Oaks as it is driving for them? Yeah, no doubt. Um, It's always great to drive in any Group 1. First time I'll be driving in the Victorian Oaks and Victorian Cup, so... Uh, that makes it a bit more exciting as well. And then when you're driving for tables like you know, Belinda and Luke's and Emma and Clayton's, it uh, definitely fills you with confidence that their runners will be presented in the absolute best condition they can and they'll be fit and ready and you know, you'll be able to drive the horse to uh, the highest capability. Let's discuss Penrith tonight now because that's a little more pressing. The first on the card, you've got the drive behind Screamer for uh, Trevor Monday, which I guess it's a bit of a wait and see. This horse is first up for Trevor. has been racing around, uh, has been doing a bit of racing at Menangle, so you would have seen her there, but uh, it looks as though it may be your first race day drive aboard her. So I guess a little bit of a wait and see from that perspective, but you always have to respect horses dropping back from Menangle to Penrith. Yeah, that's right. We're going to find out a lot more. You know, myself as well as Trev, you'd expect after tonight. Um, you know, got a sticky draw, but as you said, dropping back from um, an angle to Penrith, and it, um, you know, there's a few handy ones in it, but it's not the strongest race of all time, so um, we made a bit of luck from that uh, bad gate over the shorter trip at Penrith, but um, hopefully you can run well. Looks as though it might be your first drive aboard Bravica as well, which will be your engagement in race number four, but you would have seen plenty of this mare. Yeah, that's right. I've raced against her a fair bit, and uh, she's had two runs back from a little freshen up now, and she won really well first up and had no luck last time out. So I had a lot of success driving for Blake Fitzpatrick as well, so hopefully it can continue. Race number five, Jillaby Dingo, comes up with a front row draw, which is a tick after he's really had very little luck for, from second line draws of late, and he has the inside gate. So it looks perfect for him. What about his gate speed? He's been able to race in forward positions prior to those last few efforts, but he's also probably been uh, the best horse in the race on, on many of those occasions. Does he have the speed to lead from the inside tonight? Yeah, definitely. I'd say so, Britt. He, he really flies the gate. Um, he's a really good leader. So we'll be definitely driving hard to make sure we stay in front and hopefully that's how we are to the line. As for those listening at home, they would have seen a run of uh, ones in his form line and then those two second row draws have sort of uh, probably put him out of play. Last week, he really had no luck whatsoever. So uh, is that all we can take from that, that he's a great leader and, and the barrier draws haven't worked in his favour recently? Yeah, that's right. He, as you said, he put together a fair few wins when he joined uh, Peter Russo's team and he was pretty impressive doing that. Uh, two starts back when he ran third, I was really impressed with his running. It was three fans for him. They got home in a 27-quarter at Penrith and he almost was making ground on them, so I was really wrapped with that run. And then last week, just nothing went 
right for him. He just had roadblocks everywhere we went, so um, but he was travelling really well right the line. So I'd still say he's just in as good form as when he was winning. Race number six, your last drive tonight is aboard minimum wage, who you have driven in the past. A few runs ago, in fact, at Menangle, you're able to jump aboard him on a few occasions. But what about tonight's race? You look to be one of the key chances, but you've also got an inside second row draw and you're following out one of the rough one of the roughies of the field. So no doubt you'll have a chat to Leon Jurd tonight and the team to find out their thoughts. But your initial thoughts with him, I guess it is a bit of a tricky one on paper. Yeah, it is a little bit tricky, Brit. Um, he kind of looks like he's one of the better horses in it, but he's got a really awkward draw, so um, we'll probably just have to weigh things up, um, you know, kind of just prior to the style as we leave, because uh, the one does have a bit of gate speed, but uh, as you said, it's probably not the strongest horse in the race either, so, um, you know, I'll have to be on my game to get him out of that pocket, but... If he has a split deal, um, that would be hard to beat. You've also got several uh, key chances tomorrow night at Newcastle. We won't run through all of them, but over the next few days, you've got Penrith tonight, Newcastle tomorrow, and Melton on Saturday. Which of those uh, drives that we've either discussed or even at Newcastle tomorrow night do you think is your best chance of grabbing a winner? I'd have to say probably Jellyby Dingo tonight. He's in good form, even though, as you said, his last two numbers weren't as great. But uh, the, the draw should shoot him tonight, and uh, probably tomorrow night, a full stars Lincoln for Pete Edge. Is like, a bit last start, and it was really impressive having to do a lot of luck. So, if we can lead tomorrow, I think we'll take a bit of beating. All right, that's race five, number one tonight, Jillaby Dingo, which is in the first leg of the quaddy. And tomorrow evening, race six, number four at 8.40 uh, out of Newcastle for Start Lincoln. Really appreciate your time this morning, Jack, and best of luck over the next few days. Not a worry. Thanks very much, Rick. Jack Callaghan there joining us this morning for On The Pace. So race five tonight is where uh, one of his key chances for the weekend lie in Jillaby Dingo and then he'll represent New South Wales at Melton on Saturday night with both Max Shard and Soho Historia. All of those markets for Melton's card of racing on Saturday night are open, so on all 11 races, as are uh, the market for, as is the market for the Les Chant free-for-all out of Menangle uh, on Saturday evening, which does look a, a really good race. I cast no shadow is a 270 favourite, looking to go back-to-back. Stingray Tara at $3.00. And Wolf Stride with Cam Hart aboard this week has been $13 into $8.50 on the third line of betting. So you can find all of those markets on your Tab app or the Tab website. We'll be back next week with On The Pace tomorrow morning on Finding Winners. Hopefully Mick Year and we'll be able to do plenty of that here on Sky Sports Radio at 10.30.